everyone. It's After Dark, a game where the points don't matter, and I don't remember the other tagline. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ben. With me here is Brandon hey. and Phil. What's happening? We are the men here to rock your world. Yes. That was mighty sensual, the intro, Ben. If you want me to it just talk be. like... Yo, listen. This you, is Smooth you, Steve from K-Jazz. You're playing with fire. <laughs> you, you, you know how ASMR is perceived in this room. It yes. gives me... All of the boners. And <laughs> you must be careful what you ask for, Ben. Boy. Yep. Could you elaborate? I want to know what I'm asking for here. I, You're asking for the full after dark experience. <laughs> Damn, oh, no. dude. Damn. No. Yep. Pants down. Uh, ass wow. out. Apparently we've never just, actually had just the after ass. dark experience. No, just no, just no. assless chaps, though. We haven't gone down the ASMR after dark. All chaps oh, are assless. Dude, I've been seeing some... <laughs> some Otherwise, r- just pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, I never thought about yeah, that. You yeah. just changed my world a little bit mm-hmm, there. Yeah. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> um, Speaking of assless chaps... Mm, I'm an the- assless chap. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Brandon? I don't know. I was just probably going to talk about ASMR. I'm so perplexed by the whole it's thing. My anyway, thing. I love it so much. I've seen some very borderline sexual. I feel like there's different there's different levels to this sort of thing. Yeah. I've seen like mic licking and yeah. like it's like fingernail tapping. Just my f- no, prefer- but like the, the the tapping when it it's no, it almost shameless. Weird. It's almost shameless mm-hmm. at some points, and. <laughs> And I wonder what websites, how bad it gets. Um, if you have to change your website, you know, to 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 a logo with black and black and orange for some of your stuff, Phil. Or um. <laughs> see, I don't go. My favorite thing is the whispering. Like I just like the whispering. I was I was kind of into ASMR before it was even a thing. Oh, and, okay, you're one of those guys. Your ear, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> like I mean, and I'm I'm gonna get super weird on you, but like okay. when I was a little kid, like I would like to fall asleep hearing whispering. So I would ask my dad to like whisper a story to me or like whisper a prayer in my ear or something like weird like that. Uh-huh. And like, then as I got into my twenties, I was listening as I fell asleep to, they weren't even called ASMR yet, but people would just make videos on YouTube where they would whisper. And then like, if I couldn't find that or if they were, cause they were kind of rare back then. It was very few people doing it. I would find a movie with like a soothing narration or something like that. And there's one movie, The Informant with Matt Damon, where his narration is so oh, soothing. Yeah. I would just put it on my iPod and listen to this movie as I fell asleep. Well, have you ever thought about getting into like paranormal real estate? Maybe you can get like a, a <laughs> consensual relationship with some sort of spirit entity. Just a whisper with um, as I Maybe you have like an in-home apparition <laughs> that appears See, that to you. That's kind of scary, though. Like, I don't think I want that. I just want someone to peacefully whisper <laughs> now, Phil, me to I- sleep. I got to say, there is nothing more terrifying to me in this world than the thought of your father whispering in someone's ear. Mm-hmm. A prayer. It's true. It's true. It, it doesn't it, matter what it would be. It's either it's comforting very or very scary. Very I mean, valid. I don't know your dad well, and I'm sure he's a great man, uh-huh. but just the idea of him whispering to me, mm-hmm. nope, yep. nope, I'm out. Yep. Yep. My dad's an interesting character. He's like an onion. He, uh, We were at the fair, and he... <laughs> He was in the army 30, 40, who knows how many years ago. Yeah. For four years, uh, right after Vietnam. So he basically got to go hang out in Hawaii for four years. Uh-huh. And he saw, like, you know, the Marines and the army guys. They had pull-up bars. And he's like, I can do that. Were you still alive when he was in the army? No, I was Okay, not. so it was over. So, it was probably closer to 40 probably years. Probably closer to 40 years ago. Yeah. You're right. Good call. 
So, uh, yeah, he didn't even do so. He, I mean, God bless him. He got up on that bar and he tried to get a pull up and he didn't even get one. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's a very interesting person. That was at the fair this just two days ago, okay. yesterday. Yes, yeah. yesterday. It was yeah. his birthday yesterday. So, wait, oh, he no. was trying to do one of those completely rigged. Yep. Yes. No, 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 no. As... This was like the military. Like, they were trying to sign you up for oh, so okay. 10 pull ups and you get a free shirt. Yeah. So, he thought oh, he would try to get okay. one of these free shirts. He saw someone probably close to his age do 15. Yeah. And he goes up there and the guy's like, When's the last time you did one of these? He said, uh, When I was in the army. <laughs> 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to their credit, they were very generous and very nice and Did they you know, still give him a shirt they did not he oh, didn't get his they didn't give the, ma- the veteran a shirt no no Damn. they did not but they they gave him you know they they said all the nice things you know like they were the national uh, guard. four that years one. in hawaii he, he wasn't passed enough up the marine one he actually did do it at the national oh guard. my god that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that is so that cool. figures yeah it was so, it, it, that's hilarious it was at the yeah. national guard one. so how was the fair because that's kind of like a Oh man, that's kind of like a big deal in our town. Whenever you get into these small towns, these these big um, eccentric events Mm -hmm. keep popping up every year uh, with a certain type of people. Yes. What did you witness? So here's first off, what I witnessed. I lived in this town for 30 years. I did not see. I went to this fair two days in a row, and I didn't see one person I knew. That's insane. (laughs) Insane. Not one person I knew. You know, we kind of run in similar circles. We know most of the same people. Sure. So, sure, sure. Uh, you know, this was a much different breed of people yes. that I saw at the fair. Yeah. Um, I expected to see at least one or two people, someone I knew. Not one person, not an old family member, but most of them are dead at this point, I guess. But, like, just nobody. The people that go to the fair, this is what the fair is. It's uh, really high-priced food that makes you feel really terrible after you eat it. Okay. Um. You have to pay to get in. You have to pay to get in. If you want to ride rides, that's another $25. Right. I would use rides in parentheses. Yeah. Um, I don't machines. get on them. They're Mo- terrifying. I'm not even so concerned with the puke because that I can easily recoup from. My fear is of bodily harm. The quick assembly. That's what oh. gets me. They're tearing <laughs> these things down and putting them back up all over the place. Yeah. And I, uh, But you hear about very few injuries. Dude, yeah, no, surprisingly. no. It's true. I, I don't know. I can't speak on the injuries, but I remember a time in my near past mm-hmm. where there was uh, there was a drunk man that yeah. was operating a ride that got removed. Oh. This sort of thing slips through the cracks wow. more than you would think, I think. Wow. I have so many fair stories to talk about, and I don't want to monopolize the time no, so dude, we can trade them. But I, w- I want to hear something spicy. Spicy? Hmm, okay. Well, okay. So when I was, when I was growing up, the, the town I went to school in was called Dayton. And uh, I did. I guess when I was in by the time I was in high school, it was in a different town. But like going to the fair was as much about the rides and the tractor pulls and the food as it was about meeting the girls. Right. You know, that's like that's what you did at the fair. And of course, like a lot of people that were in the community I lived in, like raised. You know, they were part of like the 4-H club and they raised cows and pigs. So you knew they were always going to be there no matter what. So you knew if you went, you had a chance at seeing this person or whatever. And it could be my buddies and stuff too. Right. but, But so well. Let me let me start. One thing that I did that I remember very vividly was I went to the fair and I ate probably like the nasty, you know, probably just it was fine then, but like a really greasy, nasty cheeseburger or something. Mm. And my buddy and I were going to go get on. We, we had to be like 10 years old at this point. Uh, my buddy Scott and I went and got on this ride that was like it was the teacups, you know, where the teacups yeah. spin and then they oh, all yeah. spin in a big circle. So you're spinning twice. And but they were self-controlled. So like you could not spin in the little circles and just spin in the big circle if you wanted, or you could twist the thing and spin in the small circle too. 
And so we go and get on. And then speaking of drunk guys, this drunk guy comes over and hops in our thing. You know, I'm sure the carny just threw him in there because there was an open seat or something. As children? Yeah, we were children. You're now in the seat as a 12-year-old with a drunk man. Correct. Okay. Yes. I, I just want to make sure I'm following. And like my par- my parents and his parents, they were good friends. That's how we were friends. They were just like sitting there, you know, off the side or whatever. And this man just proceeds. He's like, you guys want to spin? And we were both like, yeah. And he just proceeds to spin us as fast as possible. Before we even started moving in the big circles, we were moving in the small circles. And I had just seen this nasty cheeseburger and there's this drunk man. And I'm sure there were a lot of other things happening that I wasn't even aware of. And to this day... I used to be able to ride anything and I can still ride like roller coasters that do crazy circles and stuff to this day. I can still not do those types of rides where it's like the teacups or the, the, spins. Big, the spinning bears the kids. I don't think I threw up, but I definitely should have probably. Okay. Yeah. Have you thrown up on a ride on a ride? No, never. Mm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That was, I have never done it. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I refuse to ride. Mm-hmm. Mostly. I will do some rides. Roller coasters, not really much of a roller coaster, man, for what it's worth. But my brother did once, and man, is that traumatic. I bet. You know, I don't, I, I don't really need to go into the puke story. I'm going to give you some stories. So. If, you've, <laughs> if you've ever been, just the level of, especially when somebody else does it mm. near you that you're with, the level of embarrassment that I felt, I will never forget that. It, it You know, and I... It's a mixture of feeling bad for the person that did. Right. Mm-hmm. And just being, you know, it's a hot day. Mm-hmm. You know, that shit's on the ground bacon. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Mm-mm. Nobody fucking and wants that. And it's a fair. There's, it's not like a theme park where there's somebody coming along. It, and there's it just fucking dirt everywhere. It's just going to go in the dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> so, um,. We also have a smaller fair and type thing at the area, the farm show. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. Is, uh, every August. So, I mean, pretty much the hottest time of the year. I think, just to interject real quick, it might be better than the fair because, like, there they have, like, exhibits and animals right. and, like, like more stuff, like craft shows and yeah. stuff. like. I mean, maybe that's at the fair, too, and I just never knew it. But They have all of that at the fair, but I feel like the farm show just has... it's. It it's gets rid of all the nonsense on you don't want, and yeah. just you just have what you need. A few rides, right? A little bit of food, some games, some games. You know, that's you know it. like it's it's not so spread out. So like you can do it in like an hour or two, and you you had a good day. Um, but I was there. I was probably sixteen, seventeen years old, and uh, I think this is the moment that kind of rides took a backseat for me. Um, I don't remember which one was first, but I actually threw up twice in one day oh at, at the fair, a farm show. Um, the first, the, the one ride I, I threw up on the pirate ship, uh-huh. um, and they had to shut the whole ride down and clean out. You talk about embarrassing, you know, that's, that, was, that oh, was bad no, enough. Oh, no, dude, shut the ride shut down. Shut the whole were, ride were down. Were there people waiting in line, do you for remember? For sure, for oh. sure. <laughs> the worst one, though, was I, I threw up on the octopus spider type thing. I okay. don't know if you know, like yeah, one of the, one of the iterations around and yes. goes up and down. It's yes. like you're on these arms. Um, that thing's spinning around pretty good and you're not really in like anything necessarily where your head is to stop the puke from smacking the person in the face that's oh, coming up behind you. No. Uh, so I, I puked all over the lady in the cart behind us. Oh, yeah. And, no. uh, you know, somebody starts screaming, just puke, just puke. And like, you know, I, I'll never... 
forget this lady's voice. Like the guy was like, who did it? Like, where is it? And she's like, the asshole right here. And like, <laughs> like the whole place is just looking at me. Like, oh, yeah, I threw no. up on myself. I threw up on her. I remember like I had to actually go play some game. I think the balloon popped to try to win a shirt to like <laughs> put on top of their take <laughs> off. To pay what $30 I had. Yeah, just to, to win a t-shirt. Get a t-shirt. Um, it was very traumatizing. And uh, I don't really do a lot of spinning rides since then. Um, really kind of knocked it out you know like yesterday even when we were at the fair and my wife was asking me like you know you're gonna would you ride the pirate ship and i'm like nope i nope. threw up on one of those 20 years ago and it's just not not, not happening yeah never gonna ride a pirate ship again in my life i uh yeah i feel similar about a lot of those types of things i don't like i'll ride the scariest roller coaster in the world and i'm fine mm-hmm. i love them maybe they'll make me a little dizzy or something but i don't it doesn't bother me but, like, I just look at one of those other rides, and I'm like, no, I know how this makes me feel. I yeah. know exactly what it's like. Yeah. I don't want to experience it. I can, like, feel my tongue right now feeling that Oh, way. yeah. Like, yeah. And even roller coasters. Like, I used to be able to do roller coasters to some extent, but we were Universal Studios two years ago. We rode the Hulk coaster. And, man, like, it knocked us around so much that we actually had to sit down for, like, an hour and waste, like, an hour of our day. So that's kind of why, I mean, I get I get... Not really made fun of, but like I go to Disney a lot because that's kind of my speed now. Like I like those three right. D experiences where you might not be moving too much, but there's a screen doing most of yeah, the work, yeah. and you're kind of sitting still, but maybe moving around, and you know it's just a lot more fun and less pukey, less jarring. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm a Ferris wheel man myself. Oh no! See, I hate heights, um, man. Like it, it's just a what? nightmare for me. So if I ever you got stuck heights? at the top of that thing, I'd be dead. Yeah. Hate I had no idea. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. I hate don't them. hate heights, but. Like, I don't like Ferris wheels because you don't stop moving, and I I was on one with a with a friend I thought who just like we got to the top and you they stopped to let somebody on and he was just like shaking the thing crazy. Oh, I was like, dude, did that? I was on a double that's Ferris wheel best. with him as a kid, and he's rocking it. The double Ferris wheels at least a thousand feet in the air, dude. That's the best because you could you gotta tempt fate sometimes. Whenever I'm no, on a rickety no, elevator, sometimes Yo-do. you gotta jump. Nope. Sometimes you gotta jump just to make just nope. to make sure the elevator's good. Nope. I've seen too many horror movies. <laughs> No, nope. oh, yeah. It's funny that like in the same breath I'm like, yeah, not really about roller coasters, but in the next breath I'm like, shake that shit around, <laughs> fuck it. I'm I live by fate. the model of Yodo. You only die once, so I like to live very cautious. Yodo. Okay. And uh, you know, keep Fair that enough. death as far away as possible. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I'm not well. a big fan of dying. So. So how do you guys think we can tap into our unconscious mind? Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can't be done. I'm, just I'm never unconscious. <laughs> My mind is always conscious. No, every I'm part playing. of it. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm <laughs> I, I was thinking about another another non puke story from the fair. Uh, there was this. There's this girl that like I moved to the area in fourth grade, and like I don't know, it, you know, it's it's puppy love, but I like fell in love with this girl in fourth grade, and like yeah, all the way sure. through high school, like we were wow. on and off, like always interested in each other, or at least I was always interested in her, and she humored me sometimes. I sure. don't know, but like we, <laughs> One of the you two. know, we went out, we went out a few times here and there, and whatever. So like we were really close, we were good friends, but of course, you know, she probably thought we were friends. I thought maybe there was a chance, you know, someday in the future that sure, one in a million yeah. type situation. Yeah, right. well, I mean, I don't know about one in a million. So you're but like, saying there's one, a chance. maybe one in a hundred. Oh, wow, one in a hundred. Yeah, one, that's a good better odds. odds. Better odds. I'll odds. take those odds. Yeah. Anyway, well, this is also the same girl. I have many amusement park experiences with her one time when we were in like maybe our junior or senior year of high school we went to cedar point i think and i forget what ride it was but like she got so scared going up the first hill she 
almost bit through my hand. Jeez. Yeah, that was this girl. Anyway, we went to this. We went and we were like, there was this clown that performed named Buffo the Clown. Oh yeah, Buffo. Yeah, yeah. He would always like rip a shirt off and yeah. stuff. Well, she told me that he was a, he was also a, a stripper, or at least had previously been a stripper. Okay. And like he was my favorite. Like he was really funny, good performance, whatever. But I could never watch Buffo the Clown again without just like when he would like rip the sh- the sleeves <laughs> off his shirt as part of his act. And somehow, like, it, hmm, this is uh, there's now sexy music playing is in your there head. Something else <laughs> instead of here. just like pure joy, it's like That's is so this funny. sexual? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Everything is sexual. I mean, uh, to an extent, yeah. That's probably that's literally uh, everything. That's what Robert California says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not wrong. I'm the yeah. fucking lizard king. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a show. The Office is one of those shows where, I mean, I watched it when it was on originally and loved it. And of course, I've watched it a dozen times since then with my wife and now with my kids and everything, and still love it. But it's reaching. I don't feel like it's a hipster thing, you know, the the traditional, I was into this before it was popular, but like, it's one of those things that the more culturally irrelevant, relevant isn't the word, but like the more in, embedded in our culture where everybody mm-hmm. knows it now, the less interested I am in it. And I don't know how to just like, what is that sensation where when it becomes too popular, like, yep. okay, for, here's a good example. The Fast and the Furious memes about family that have been going that's around. Amazing. Okay, so they first started, and it was like, you saw a few of them, and you were like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. And then they were like, th- then some really good ones were coming out, and you were like, that is hilarious. Yep. And then it quickly devolved into every marketing brand in the world was like, let's make a meme about family with Vin Diesel in it. And yep. then it was like, not funny. And yeah. this all happened within the span of... One day. Like, 72 <laughs> hours, yeah. legitimately. I think it has to do with saturation. You have yeah. a favorite one, though? No. There's, I really like the Mufasa I, one. I saw one where what, he's like, <laughs> I saw one that was w- when uh, Vin Diesel was Thanos. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. What's the Mufasa one? He like uh, saves Mufasa because you don't do that to family. <laughs> <laughs> and like the last shot is just like the two of them in the car, and Mufasa's just like got his arm out the window, like Damn, driving away. Dude. It's great. It's Damn. great. It's incredible. Yeah, but I just don't know what that like that. Yeah, maybe this saturation, but like with the office specifically, is is like the one of those things where, and I don't, I don't usually feel this way about music or movies or anything. Yeah, but it's like with the office very specifically. I'm like, why, why am I starting to hate it yeah. as it becomes more popular? Usually, you want people to enjoy the things you like, right? It's because I, the saturation has to do with seeing it to death. I think. Yeah. Whenever I see something to death, or I see something in the lowest quality it can be yeah. like the lowest scene is memed yeah. like the, like the entire point of what makes it great when that's missed yeah because it's been so played through yeah that it's no longer i don't know yeah. i think my biggest issue with the office and what you're talking about the popularity it has now is that like michael shore and team have gone on to make in my opinion i think their shows get stronger and stronger every time and people just are unable to grow and like branch out into these things. I don't think that while I think The Office is a great show, I think it's a wonderful show. I think it deserves all the credit it gets. I do think that shows like Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine Nine or even you know Brooklyn Nine Nine is like, great, dude. Stuff that, so good. Like so I just good. don't think they get the same love that The Office gets, and I think they deserve it. I think so. This is just my perspective on it, but I think those are all good shows and great shows, maybe even. I 
don't know if you can top the first like four seasons of The Office for me personally. I just think there's some of the most clever writing. Uh, granted, I think that uh, Parks and Rec grew into that and mm-hmm. had some of that. Uh, I don't, even though I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine and laugh every time I watch it, and it's one of the few shows where I actually laugh out loud because it's so funny, I feel like so much of that show is about the acting as opposed to the writing. The writing's good. It is, but what I like about the writing in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as opposed to The Office is while they're both in a workplace, both have a similar type feel, everyone in the Nine-Nine has each other's backs. And yeah. The Office, they were definitely like not all it was friends more like a real they were kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so i think i like that like and maybe it's just a difference of like maybe being a real office setting where you're not friends with everyone or a police force where you need to have each other's backs right but like the the tension is never big enough that like you think that there might be some real terrible thing that's going to happen like you know they always are there for each other even at like when it seems like things are down they're going to have each other's backs and like right. the office like they just downright hated each other sometimes. I yeah. mean, you know, Andy's punching walls and they're, yeah. you know what I mean? Like their pranks well, he hated went the wall, too far. Not, not well, <laughs> I hated Jim at that point. Ed yeah. Dwight, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely Jim. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, and the relationships. I mean, like, I don't know. I think they, they did a good job and, and Pam and Jim went to where it needed to go. But sure. like, they went, took some turns that I thought. I think if it relied they, too heavily on their relationship. It did. The show did. It After did. a while. I think so, too. Yeah. And But but it relied so heavily on it that when it looked like it might end, yeah. I thought to myself, motherfucker, if you ruin this relationship, you have ruined the show. Like, right. you have to see this through to the end. Right. If, if they're not together at the end of this show, right. you've ruined everything. And, like, right. they made me think it was going to happen. Sure. Which, like, maybe, maybe is the best writing. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. That's I guess that's all. Yeah. I don't know where they wanted to go with it, and where based on uh, you know as contrasted to where they actually did go, like right. what they were thinking when they started that arc. Yeah. But you got to wonder if like is that the is that the brilliance behind writing is when you can make people hate it as much as they love it. Is that like, it's one thing to hate a show because it's bad. It's another thing to hate it because you feel so deeply about something that it affects you. Ask the writers of Game of Thrones. I feel like oh, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I feel like The Office had all of that, though. Yeah. I think sometimes I hated it because it was bad. Right. <laughs> but also, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It just, it might have outlived its welcome. Um, and I think uh, that's why shows like Parks and Rec. I'm an Office a, Defender. Yeah. Yeah. I Even when it was bad, it was still better than most other things on TV, in my opinion. I typically yeah. hate primetime sitcoms. Sometimes I'll turn, like, I was, I was in a hotel for a week, and I was flipping through channels one night, and it was the episode where Will Ferrell was the, and like... He's so mean. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, I just immediately feel bad. Like, I turned it on and just heard him yelling at, like, Jim and Pam, I think, or something. I'm just like, I don't need this (laughs) negativity right now. Yeah. And that's where it got a little weird, I think, when they were trying to find a new boss. And I don't know. I I didn't love that time period. That's the weird thing about it, though, Phil, is you would say that about The Office, but you like Kurt. Yeah. Which is that incarnate. Yeah, but curb, curb. There are okay. So the, the valid point. See what I'm saying? I do, and I'll tell you, there are times my wife will like. It's always sunny, like any of those. I shows. hide in my shirt. Like if I have a hood up, like there is parts of Curb when like I have to put the hood over my face and I can't even watch it because I. Oh man, oh, dude. like just the stuff I that he says. And does. Dude, I but, literally live for that. Right. It, it it does not resonate with some people, and I, it yeah. and it only resonates sometimes with my girlfriend. Right. And she's like. 
coming around to it a little bit because yeah. I like the stuff, so we watch it. And, you know, sometimes she likes it, sometimes she yeah. doesn't. But, like, that feels more real to me than playing off some and I happy, fuddy-duddy. why I'm okay with it. And also, that's what you expect from Curb, you know? Right. And also, it's such a... They're not the same type of show, so it's well, kind of no, hard to... Well, no, yeah, but so like, like... But, like, when Larry says something that might be cringeworthy or that, I like, it's just going to get him in trouble... I usually agree with them. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. and like, like I'm going to say something now that's not very popular, but like there's an episode where, you know, a soldier comes home and everyone in the room is, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And like eight people say it. And then Larry's like, Hey, how you doing? You know? And it's like, yeah. why does nine people have to say thank you for your service? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I get it. And and I, I understood where he was coming from. Like, you know, it's more personal for him to just say hello or something like that. than to say the same thing. Nine people just said, or, right. you know, something like that. Or like, you know, whatever he does. I just, I, I usually agree with him. Uh, usually whenever, like, you know, people are yelling at him about something, I'm like, okay, I get it. I, Larry's in the right here. Well, well, the other difference is I think The Office, if we're just contrasting these two shows, yeah. which it's almost impossible to do. Right. But The Office many times did something terrible in order to make a point. Yeah. And with Curb, it does something terrible to make you laugh. Right. There's a big difference. Like, one of the scenes they removed out of the yeah, office. Yeah, but isn't that for a point though? I think so. Isn't that isn't that like an overall like idea on humans in general? And that's what I love about shows like It's Always Sunny and stuff yeah. too, is because these characters are so terrible. Yeah. But are they that terrible when you find stuff to relate with them with? Right. Because it it, <laughs> yeah. it, it grounds it. It makes it more real. Everyone has bad thoughts, and those sh- and those shows almost feel more genuine to me sometimes when you could have sure. when you could right. have these visceral moments that just like <laughs> dig into what you are as a human or something that you could relate to yep. you know what i mean i didn't mean to derail you ben go ahead no you're good the, one of the things that makes me most upset is when they when they and i understand the need for doing this but like one of the scenes they took out of the office that i really loved and you'll have to hear what I'm saying the entire thing to, to understand for the audience. You guys know where I'm coming from, but is there's a scene where Dwight gets his own Christmas and he's Belschnickel. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, yeah. And he has, you know, Belschnickel in the lore has, has Black Peter, who's the, his like, you know, his basically his elf. Mm-hmm. Like, as if he were Santa and that was his elf. And he gets Nate to dress up like young Peter. I think it's young Peter or whatever his name is. The, the, I don't the remember. Yeah. I remember watching the episode, but well, he's black. Like he's he's at least black in pigmentation. You know, the, gotcha. the character. I don't. He's not African. I don't think, but whatever. But so he dresses up in blackface. Essentially, he's he's got he's black with paint, and you know, there's something in the office. There's something happening in the office where Stanley gets upset about something to do with with race, and you know, it's for a point, and then so. Dwight calls Nate and tells him, like, today's not the day, like, to, to be painted black or whatever. Right. And, like, I under like, when you see that, you understand, like, blackface is insensitive and not funny, and not, like, funny if you're doing it just to, to pick on minorities. Right, exactly. But the fact that they took it out of there removes that lesson, mm-hmm. which is, a, it's a lesson told in a funny way. It's true. But it removes that lesson from the consciousness and just creates a scene afterwards where he's got some 
like residual black paint on his face and he's eating a cupcake. You have no idea right. why that's happening. And you know, right. maybe you could make the case that they should have taken that scene out too, whatever. But like the whole point of that is to show you it is not funny to certain people. Well, shouldn't be to anybody, but not funny to people and not sensitive to dress up in blackface. Right. But they took that lesson out of it in, for sake of preserving the, the you know, whatever. Yeah. And like, Okay, I do get it. There, that is going to cause an uproar. That is going to be a thing. But like, the whole point of that was to show you don't do this. Yeah, to say that it's bad. <laughs> and they took yeah. out the lesson of don't do this, and for and, you know, and then yeah. you lose a gag too. And, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Stuff like that gets at me, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, you're right, Brandon. And it, I would say that Curb also is trying to teach you something. But there's, but it seems like much less of a. I don't know. I don't know if Curb's trying to teach you anything. I, yeah, I think it's just Larry having fun. Honest. I think yeah. it's Larry Dude, just I don't honestly know, telling you what he's thinking. Right. Listen like, to me, though. Listen to me, though. If you're telling me that there's something that you can agree with about something that someone says in a, in a show that has a clearly outrageous and obnoxious and over-the-top character, yeah, that means that that character is relatable. That means the character is real, and it's like projecting something that is something that somebody or someone could feel. And I feel like when you have moments like that, not to say that people can't relate with happy moments, but it just feels so much less safe. It feels like they're actually taking a chance, and it I don't know. I don't know how to describe it because I've been tossing around this idea in oh, my I get why, it. Uh, in my head a while. Yeah. Why I like shows like It's Always Sunny. Why I like shows like Curb. Why I like things that tend to be what people would consider vulgar or dirty. Yeah. It's because it's real. They feel they are real. This is yeah. how people act. This yeah. is how people think. Yeah. And whenever you get so caught up in being safe and being consumerable to like you know children yeah. whatever you know I want everyone to enjoy everything. But sometimes when there's these like really intense human moments it just gets conveyed so much better in a in a in a real way and not in a in a safe way what i love about the contrast from it's always sunny to curb is both groups of people larry and then you know the gang and always sunny might be terrible people maybe they're not but one shows you what people thinking these things do without money, and one shows you what someone does with it. Right. Yeah. And, like, like you know, Larry will, will have a whole season where he, he builds a coffee empire just out of spite right. to bring another guy down. You know, where the gang, they might try something like that, but they don't have the means to do so. Right. So it just yeah. all falls apart. Yeah. Would know? you like an egg in these trying times? Right. right. <laughs> exactly. You know, they try to, like, buy the gas and then, yeah. you know. We want to fill you up, and we won't take no yep, for an That's right, dude. They try and you sell know, like, that. What is that? Raven milk or whatever they try yeah. and do that. That muscle milk. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. So I mean, it's uh, but I can relate to them so much. Both, and I, it's terrifying to me sometimes how much I relate to Larry. Yeah. Um, and how much I agree with him. Like when people are, like I said, upset with him and and this and that. Like, I, I don't see what it's the problem like, well, is. Well, like, you, should, you shouldn't have been a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, right, I guess, exactly. like, yeah. So sometimes yeah. at the end of the day, that's the. Uh, yep. Well, yeah. that's like uh, when people when people sneeze. I rarely say "bless you" or "God bless you" or whatever. Yeah, my wife didn't grow up saying that, and it's not because I don't wish them well. Mm-hmm. It's because, and this is me being a little bit iconoclastic. I suppose you could you could say that. You mean a what? Iconoclastic just means you don't like the norm, whatever. Gotcha. I, I mean, you're a rebel. I'm a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just that 
saying bless you is just so much of an obligation. No one thinks about what it means. No one actually thinks when they say that, I wish this person good health. It's, it's reactionary. It's what you do when it happens. Right. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do is say bless you. You know the history of it? No. I mean, evil spirits. They thought it was that. like spirits leaving yeah. the body or something yeah. like that. So they were trying to give right. you. Yeah. Which, sounds, you know, sounds, I'm sure nobody now actually <laughs> thinks sounds that. Sounds right. No. <laughs> right. But, but I'm, no, people, def unfortunately, I'm sure well, people definitely true. still believe that. <laughs> Probably true. But it's amazing how many people will actually realize that I didn't say, and I don't even think about not saying it. It's just not part of my habit. And yeah. I think, I mean, I was not raised being told to say that, but like it wasn't uncommon in yeah. my life for that to happen. But like if somebody sneezes, like if they, if somebody burps, I don't say, bless right. you. Or, yeah, I always said that. I, I don't understand. Like, why is it one bodily function over the other? Yeah. Like, I don't. The weird thing, though, it, it is... It does go back to the, the origin. We can start yeah, a crusade. Sure. It does. Just, oh. just any bodily function. Well, the weird thing is, is like, I... So I grew up saying, you know, we just, just you know, most of society, yeah. we say bless you when someone sneezes. Right. My wife just didn't grow up that way. They didn't say bless you when someone sneezed. Right. No big deal. They say but nothing. But for me, like, like, so like, let's say like the four, you know, you and your wife, me and my wife are hanging out. Yeah. You don't say bless you. If, where I feel weird is like, if your wife sneezes... I expect usually it's the spouse, you know. What I mean, like that type of thing. So then I would be like, "Well, he didn't say bless you. Like, should I? Should yeah. I? Should I say bless you to his wife? Like, you know, those are the weird situations where like Dude. those stupid norms. I just want to get rid of all. Of them. Like, I wish none of us said bless you. Just get rid of it because you get put in awkward situations. Or if like, Dude, you know, just nobody says bless you, then you feel obligated that like someone should, and you're just right. like, oh, bless you. Is that it? Is that a curb episode? It seems like it could be the plot of a curb episode. By I don't. The way. I don't know if it, it is. But be. like, it's just it's these not, are thoughts, the and that's Dude. why I probably connect with Larry because these are thoughts that go through my head, yeah. and I I feel awkward sometimes because I'm like, you know, this person just needs. They're expecting to bless you, probably from their spouse. I don't want to like overstep any of those weird boundaries, dude. <laughs> you don't want to besmirch Ben's name in right, front of his right, spouse, right. and then he challenge you to yeah. a duel. Yeah. yeah, and then like the other way where they get, you know, they, and I'm, you know, your wife's not going to be that way, but right. you know, some people might then be upset that the husband didn't say it first, and then I'm just like, oh man, like people uh, care about the stupidest shit. This, I know, I and am... you never know who's going to care about what, you know, until the situation arises. That's why I don't and, care about anything. Oh man, I think that's why I don't want to, but like I probably end up just caring about everything. Yeah. Makes you so anxious all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's, all the time. it's really a paradox, yep. isn't it? Yep. It's a fine balance. Yep. I'm very much like Larry, and like I I I always want to be proven wrong. But like we we bought my dad a bottle of wine from this winery for Father's Day, and the first time we went there to get a bottle of wine was years ago, and it was a clusterfuck. And like the wine, the the whole setup, the situation, the winery, the way the winery oh, is the set winery. up. You okay. basically do your wine tasting at the register. The person that's running the wine tasting and the register is also the bartender and the waitress. And there's like two people running around doing all this crap. There's no real system or any sort of, you know, just structure to it. And so, like, my wife was like, well, let's get him a bottle of wine. We're passing there on our way home tonight. Let's just get him a bottle from there. And, like, I got anxious the whole drive there knowing what I went through before. Right. And she, like, I, like, I, I don't know. I did this thing where, like, I was driving. I kind of, like, beat on the steering wheel or something <laughs> like that. She's like, what's just wrong little, with you? What, what's ner that? Nervous tick there. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry. I'm just thinking about this winery and this experience we had. And she's like, that was one time. It's not going to be like that. And this was years ago. Yeah. And sure enough, we get in there. And it's the same clusterfuck as before. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm just, like, 
okay, my anxiety was warranted. <laughs> like, this is a situation I never want to be a part of again. I will never. And, of course, when you know, my dad texted me like two days ago. I was like, oh, I love that wine. Can you get me some more sometime? And I'm just like, oh, no. No. You just texted him. You're like, yeah, here's the address. <laughs> but it's in Ohio, and I don't know if they'll ship to PA. And I right. don't know these stupid laws and stuff. Oh, it's, it's uh, yeah. So I get so, like, and I feel like that's a thing that Larry would get worked up about. You yeah. know, like. Because of past experiences, you expect something because of what you experienced, and uh, usually it's it's never uh, different. It's always the same, and you your your fears are warranted. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You trust your instincts, man. Yeah. I get anxious about the craziest crap, similar to that. Yeah, but like, I don't know that it's an OCD thing, but like, I'm I'm just gonna make up something. Let me just look around here in this room for something. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have a Mega Man figure, mm-hmm. the one on the sex swing. Uh, <laughs> oh, good, good lord. <laughs> Let's say I have a Mega Man figure, and I know that I have it. I don't need it right now. Right. I just remember that it exists. But I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. I need to find it. Mm-hmm. I have to know where it is. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, it will consume me, even yeah. though there is no chance I will ever need it. I mm-hmm. don't have a use for it right now. I don't have anywhere to put it to display it. You just got to know. I need to know. You mm-hmm. just got to know. And like that makes me anxious to some mm-hmm. extent. I also get weird about emotional stuff, and maybe maybe I'm just broken in this way. Like somebody close to me, maybe not super close to me, but like somebody close to me dies, and you know I'm sad, but it's not like a crying thing for me. But like sometimes I think about this plate that my mom dropped when I was four years old, and she didn't care, but I cared, and now that still makes me a little bit more sad. Yeah. That yeah. makes me a little more sad than than like my great uncle dying or something. I get that. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. It's just that's yeah. not normal, but that's how I am. No, I yeah, mean I. Crazy. I get that. I uh, being on vacation last week, I didn't hear from my team too much, really at all. And like, as the week went on, I think I even sent them a message at one point, never heard back. And I started getting like real anxious. Like, did I do something before I went on vacation to upset them? Like, yeah. are they mad at me? Am I walking into a shit show? And like, I do run. You know, I run two different locations, so I wasn't at that location today when I came back to work. But like. The girl, the one girl that works there, she texted me and asked me if she could have a vacation day that was already on the schedule. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, we worked it out. It was fine. Uh-huh. And she texted me back and was like, have I told you, you know, like, how much I love that you're our boss and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I needed that validation. Like, yeah, man. Now I know tomorrow when I go to work, like, I'm not walking into whatever mess I thought. They just care enough There's about me that they... waiting for right, you. Right. They just didn't bother me while I was gone. Right. Like, that's just, you know... Because and, they like you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, I don't know. This I get weirdly anxious about stuff like that. Like, and and I I've talked about this with some of the people I work with, but like, sometimes the better things are, the more anxious I get because I'm just waiting for like, when's the when's the bad thing yeah. happening? Yeah, like when that is that is my biggest yeah. biggest flaw. Someone who has struggled with anxiety for like probably most of my life. Um, it's a really bad contrast to be interested in like. Um, crime tv yeah. and crime podcast oh, wow. um because It'd keep you always on your toes that just spins a thread in your I'll head bet. sometimes um and you know sometimes it's more dangerous when there's no context in your mind spins itself but sometimes when you have tangible evidence of things that have happened before in the world mm-hmm. you just kind of let things wander and the mind just truly does have a way of just contorting itself sometimes it's crazy man and like i don't dream much but like couple nights ago before i went back to work i had a dream that i got fired and like Ugh. you know that had me anxious i'm like all right what did i do like what am i yeah. coming back to you? yeah i hate it yeah what is reality right you know yeah oh yeah. uh, so i don't 
I don't feel like I dream. I don't remember my dreams very often, but a few weeks ago, I had a dream that my wife and I were in San Francisco. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's, it was great. And she was driving. And you know how the, the streets are very steep in mm-hmm. parts of San yeah. Francisco. I have seen Full House. Yes, you've seen Full House. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was driving and my friend, I think, I think my friend Elise was with us. I don't even, haven't even talked to Elise in like five years, but <laughs> for whatever reason, she was with us in my dream. Why not? And we were all in the car and she, my wife was driving and like she didn't see, like she was driving kind of fast down one of these hills and we hit a little bump and then we were just airborne. And like when the car came down, I woke up because like, it like shot me. And when I woke up, I don't ever get like sleep paralysis or anything, but I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't you move. You couldn't move. And I was wide awake and I like couldn't move for maybe 10, 15 seconds. It was the weirdest thing ever. So this weekend, we're, we went to D.C., and uh, my wife was driving, and I like kind of nodded off for a minute, and I woke up in a panic that I was like, that we were going to oh, hit. no, It was bro. weird, because I don't like, I don't have dream stuff usually like right. that. You're like, are we in California? Tell me right <laughs> yeah, now. Right. Be honest with me. I can take it. Blink twice if you're in Milwaukee. Or don't Mark drive down any hills at all. <laughs> yeah. Is Elise in the car? Man, you know oh, what? man. It's crazy. Not to get off on a, on a little bit of a tangent. Well, this I mean, is all that's what the, the whole show is. Podcast. Have you guys... Tangent away. Something that intrigues me, and I even question it's the ability to do it, mm-hmm. because I can't even mentally wrap my head around it. Um, lucid dreaming? Oh, I have. I do that. What? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Yeah. Not all the time, but I told I my wife... I, I told my wife one time about my dream and she was like do you lose a dream and i was like i don't know what that is yes you and do she explained then. it to me and i was like that's literally what i've done my entire life essentially mm-hmm. it's like imagine your dream but you're self-aware that you're in a dream and, you can and then ideally you can do pretty much anything yeah really yeah. i have like flown in dreams i've done like weird stuff like con- like actually controlled what was happening not all the time but like typically no nope. i have no control and a matter of fact Nothing ever goes right for me in my dreams if I have them. Yeah. All the way to be. I don't have many, but I remember like as a kid, little kid, I was dreaming about completing this like McDonald's Happy Meal toy collection. And like I was about to get the last one and I woke up and like for years I thought Drink more Ovaltine? I'm never going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get that last toy. Yeah. You know, I, I have no control. It could have been no that, It could have been eat more McDonald's. That's <laughs> probably. probably the message. <laughs> probably. But I have no control of my dreams. I'm not aware I'm dreaming and it feels so real. So, that like, yeah. so this is going to sound weird, and I've gotten inconsistent answers from every single person that I've ever asked. I don't know that I've found someone that has the same thing I do, but I don't see faces in dreams. Yeah, I've noticed that. Really? I, like, see them, but they're distorted. I, I don't even see a distortion. I, like, I know the person. Yeah. And I know the aura, almost, so to speak. But there's never a moment when I see their face. Yeah, like, I see faces, like, names. like, I could even be talking. Really, and I know who it is, for certain, but I never see their face. I feel like I've heard that fairly commonly. Like, really, that's, yeah, because I have. I do the same thing. Like, really, and I don't. It's not that like they always have their back turned to me or something. It's just that like when I'm having the dream, yeah, I know who the person is, but I. It's not like a facial. Yeah, thing. it's it's not like oh, I'm looking this person in the eyes. It's like, and then sometimes I sometimes I'll wake up and be like, I had a dream with this person in it. They didn't look anything like them. Yeah. See, I have that. Yeah. I see the face, and I know who the person is, but it's not what the person Actually looks, looks like. like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I always see faces. 
and and sometimes names. When I was a kid, I dreamed of my wedding. You know, put my air, wedding my wedding in air quotes. But the bride's name was Jen, and I thought for a good long while that I was going to marry someone named Jennifer. Yeah. Because of that, huh? Uh, I dated my very first girlfriend was actually a Jen, and I'm like, okay, this is like is that why you dated? Maybe you yeah. know, maybe <laughs> subconsciously, subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, you know, she, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but. You know, never dated another Jen after that. Never married. Been married a bunch of times. Haven't married a Jen yet. You've been married twice. <laughs> well, that's more than I should have been. A couple that's would have been a than... good descriptor. A couple would have been a good descriptor there. A bunch of times. <laughs> when your, wa- the... your wife's like, oh. <laughs> uh, she, she is aware she, of me. She. But, wow. yep, never to a Jen. But I thought for sure I was going to marry Jennifer. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I always love that name though because of that probably. Yeah. It's like in my like deep 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 recesses of whatever. Dreams can be scary, man. Honestly. Yeah. I I don't really have reoccurring ones either. I used to. I never, I, never when I was a kid, one. I remember specifically having one. I don't even really remember it at this point. I feel like it had to do with some sort of scarecrow man. Wow. But that's um, not the good kind to have over. No, over again. no, 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 definitely not. But yeah, I I, I rarely <laughs> dream too. I I honestly wonder if I sleep so little that my body is never able to reach REM, or if, in fact, I don't wake up soon enough after the REM is completed that I don't remember it. Interesting. I have three recurring dreams, all short here, uh, that I remember having, like, consistently. Most of them as a child, maybe through, like, high school time, but not completely. The first one was, like, one year when I was like six or seven years old. I don't even know, remember the full context, but I know that it involved me and a princess. And I was trying, I was like hanging out with the princess. Okay. So I would always like like wake up. Was she stuck in a different castle? I think maybe that was part of it. (laughs) Did a big spiky turtle take her away? Uh, Yes. I think you were just playing Nintendo. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I would always (laughs) always wake up before I like rescued or well, if I was rescuing or what, but I just remember waking up and and trying to like go back to sleep to finish the dream. Mm. The second one was there was a problem with our house. It was on fire. So we went over to my neighbor's house and which was across the street and like watch the our house burn and then there became a volcano underneath my house holy crap and to this day i'm still like more scared of my house burning down than like anything else i don't oh, know just because Lord. of that and just turns out my one of my my businesses burned down earlier this year yeah, yeah. Oh, my, me, actually, holy so. god bro uh and then the third one what was the third one? Oh, i don't remember where we were but we we pulled up to this uh to this looked like a big museum or something with like a ton of steps going up high and then like you go into it and i was with my family and we went to get back in the car at the bottom of these big steps and my dad like pulled out before i got back in the car and was laughing as he was pulling away and then wolves howled and i woke up i had that dream all the time and i was like wow like the mask wolves the mask no like like, our, like scary oh, okay wolves, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not a bunch of gangster wolves in suits so, but it's funny because the one, the one about the princess, I remember being a positive dream okay. that was recurring, but it didn't continue. But the two that were negative recurring dreams still haunt me to this day. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. If I have a dream, it's usually just confusing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just very... What synapses could possibly be firing my in my brain to create this hodgepodge of things that 
are in the back of my mind that I've seen. Could just be a bad burrito. Because well, do you oh. get... So tell me this. I don't remember my dreams very much, so maybe you guys remember. Do you think there's things in there that you have seen and things that you've not seen? Or do you think it's only possible for your brain to imagine something that it's seen? I really don't know. Okay. If we're, if we're going to get into that. Have you been on the hills of San Francisco, Ben? No, I haven't, actually. Well, but I've seen question answer. <laughs> uh, this is one of those things that I don't know how my memory actually works as far as remembering it now. Yeah. But the first time I ever played Duke Nukem 3D, mm-hmm. I, and it could have just been one of those deja vu things. It's like a fever dream. I thought... <laughs> I did this in a dream once. This is like before, like right when the game came out because my buddy had it and I played it at his right. house. And so I don't know still if I actually had a dream that was the first level of Duke Nukem or if it was like a deja vu thing where you don't really ex- have experienced it before, but you feel like you have. So I feel like though I, in that instance, I imagined something that didn't exist yet. I feel like I've, I'm either becoming dumber with age or my memory's getting worse. Probably both. But I feel like deja vu is something that I experience frequently yeah. as a younger person. And the last time I experienced it, it was a while in between experiences. Yeah. But the last time I experienced it, it actually made me feel a little bit eerie. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I, something wasn't computing. Yeah. Because I didn't understand how I could feel this. When I know I haven't felt it before. Right. And I guess that's just kind of like a broad thing. Everyone experiences that. But it's just, it was so weird for me. Maybe the Matrix is just it, becoming more stable. Dude, it's hmm. been so long. It's been so long since it happened. It, it was just fucking weird, bro. Yeah. It is a little weird. Deja vu is a weird thing. I, I know there's all sorts of theories about what causes it. But dude, it's, it's just, like, there's nothing more real than deja vu. And, I don't think I've ever experienced it. And, really? And... The thing is, is especially I think what's most eerie to me is, is I think it happened when I was at work, which doesn't even make that much sense because I haven't been working in this place for very long. Uh-huh. And it was very specific. You know how those deja vu experiences are something specific that like, it's not like, oh, this, this just happened on another day. It was like right. something specifically triggered my memory. The way you turn. The, the way, way you, I did yeah. something, the way something popped up, the way, something somebody said to me, like right. it was a perfect storm. And yeah, man, it just, it freaked me out this last time a little bit. It was weird. It really did. Was there a cat? No, not okay. not this time. Not this time around. Mm. Weird. But it's crazy. Yeah, dreams are the weird. The mind is a mysterious place. Always. Yeah. It, uh, they always say we only use a certain percentage of our brain, but I think they only know a certain percentage about our brains too. Yeah. But also and, thank goodness. Cause, and I, yeah. And I think that <laughs> yeah. the, them saying that is very difficult to understand because certain parts of the brain are only used for certain things. Right. So you can't use a hundred percent of your brain no matter what. Right. Limitless tells you. That's right. It's a great movie. Unless you want to imagine, imagine, you, imagine your brain actually working on a hundred percent, like every single feeling and sense and everything and memory in your body, you, oh, you would no. probably actually explode if you used a hundred percent of your brain wow. um, at the same time. But man, I love that movie, but that ending just I Bradley feel, Cooper. Yeah. I feel like it's a weak ending. It's just sort of like, it's been so they long. didn't know how to wrap it up. And yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to ruin the end of the movie limitless on this podcast, but it's kind of one of those endings where, like, you go through this movie and it's like, holy cow, holy cow, all this stuff. And then they're just like, 
is about yeah, the journey. Is one of those experiences. It's like about the journey. It's, Didn't yeah. they watch yeah. Limitless on the office on a bus sometime? On I, the think way to so. I think so. I think so. It's a good movie. De Niro's in it, too. Yes. De Niro, man. Yeah. What a legend. Oh, man. Hey, man. No kidding. Hey, man. No kidding. Didn't he have to do... <laughs> Did I... What was that college movie that he was in? Wasn't that one with Zac Efron? Oh... Didn't I see something? He I had to do some sort of mean. sex scene with Aubrey Plaza, and it was really yeah. weird. I didn't see it, but I De remember Niro? hearing that. Was that De Niro? And like she was excited for it. Apparently, like I think it was she was on like Conan or something, and said she was excited because she had a crush on De Niro. The neighbors, is that it? He's not in that movie. They have a Robert De Niro like frat party where they're all playing Robert De Niro characters, but I don't think he was actually. in I'm it. getting my lines mixed now. I don't know. Like I said, the mind, strange yeah. place. Yeah. For sure. Truly Especially strange. yours, Brandon. My mind is exceptionally weird. And honestly... I think the ginger has actually invaded yeah. it in your brain. I've learned to embrace the chaos. Um, I know what I am. <laughs> and I strive to be the best me. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Also, did you say Audrey Hepburn earlier? Or Audrey Plaza? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. I know that's who you met, but I thought you said Audrey Hepburn. It must Hepburn. be Dirty no. Grandpa. I did not know That's what it met. is. That's what it is. Dirty yeah. Grandpa? I knew he was in something. Is De Niro the... Is Zac Efron in Yeah. The, the poster's just him and Zac Efron, like, in a car. I fucking oh, okay. knew it, dude. I fucking I didn't it. know that Aubrey Did you Plaza watch that one? I did not. Okay. I feel I like... Know. Well, now he will, that he knows Aubrey Plaza's uh, sex scene with uh, Robert I said Niro. Audrey Hepburn, didn't I? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think I said it a single time. No, I think I did. Oh. <laughs> I Actually, I I, I'm more interested in Zoe Douche is in it, because I think she's Who? gorgeous. Did you just call her Zoe Douche? Yeah. I don't know. Is that what her name is? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Zoe Douche? Dave Chanel? This girl, she's a very pretty girl. Very pretty. Who is that? Zoe Douche. Oh, Deuce. that's not who I thought you were talking about. Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about... Oh, uh, never mind. It's a girl from, like, uh, she's in the news, uh, Zombieland 2. I thought you were talking about Zoe Deschanel. No, 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 no. This girl's, I think, way prettier than Zoe Deschanel. Okay. I, don't, I don't... We're going to have to that debate pretty. that later. Yeah, I don't know. think she's that pretty. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Okay. I think her sister is actually prettier than she is. I don't even know the she one had from a sister. Bones, the girl. The she girl. was in Bones. Her sister's in Bones. Well, she was yeah. in an episode or two, too. I think. Oh, okay. I thought but you meant like her sister was one of the main characters of Bones. No, she, what? Yeah, yeah. Who was she? Like the girl. I don't know. <laughs> the main say, Bones. The main girl is that her name? Last. Oh name, wait, Bones? I'm thinking of Fringe. I don't know Bones. I've never watched Bones. Bones. Uh, Bones is see. good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Fringe a lot. Forensics. It has Emily a lot to do Deschanel. with forensics. Because it's literally Bones. So. Did you call her Zoe Douche? Douche, her? douche, yeah. Well, I don't like that. I think that about wraps, <laughs> wraps it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, this, this thread is becoming untangled. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, I think her sister's prettier than she is. but That's literally the main character yeah. in Bones. Yeah, that's... that's Zoe Deschanel's sister? Yeah, yeah. No fucking way. Oh, see, I thought you meant it was Aubrey Plaza's sister. No, it's Zoe I Deschanel's didn't even realize sister. that. We really That's do crazy. need to wrap up here. <laughs> <We just laughs> yeah, I think. But anyway, I Thanks know. for listening, everyone, to HP After Dark. Uh, you might be listening to this right after we recorded it. You might be listening to this in a month from now. If so, hello from the past. You shouldn't be. Right. But you can uh, sign up on Patreon. I think it's the $3 level. You get this show early, a month early. It goes free. A month later, so of course we're happy if you're listening there. But we much prefer you come join the Patreon family, join the Discord family too. You can join Patreon over at Patreon.com/handsomephantom, and Discord at handsomephantom.com/discord. It's real easy. We make it nice and easy for you. Just type in the words in Google, and they'll find it. Maybe. Maybe. 
We'll see you in a month. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by our producers over at Patreon.com. You can be a producer by visiting Patreon.com slash Handsome Phantom. Adaholic, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Felix Check, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavallero, Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas.